a song to begin this side with Callie and Jeff. May I? Yeah, I think I know what the song's going to be. You do? Mm-hmm. Okay, hold on. Let me get my piano over here. Okay, I got it. Is that the song you thought it was? No. Oh. <laughs> what song did you... You're gonna play the Elmo song. Oh, uh, no, Elmo. Happy birthday. It's your birthday week. It's not my birthday until Wednesday. I bet it's your birthday week. It's my birthday week, you're but this, I don't celebrate like you do. You're in this family. You celebrate your birthday for at least a week. So your birthday celebration starts right now. Hmm. You excited? No. Why? I'm just don't really care about my birthday. <laughs> I mean, I like, I like the acknowledgement from you and you're very sweet, but, um, yeah, I don't really care about my birthday. I got to figure out something in the next couple days that Ellie can can do super special for you. Cause she's going to need help. She can't drive. I mean, I think she, she, I think she's smart enough to drive, but she just physically can't reach the pedals and look out the windshield at the same time. She's a little short. Yeah. But I'm guessing if we gave her the opportunity, she'd be great at it. Cause she's great at everything. She's perfect. But I have to figure out something that her and I can do for you on Wednesday that would just be so delightful. Oh, well, thank you. Because I want because maybe Ellie can turn you around on birthday celebrations. Mm, no. What? I, no. What we, about an I Ellie? I don't like the focus being on me. But what if the, stuff. what if the focus is like a plate of cupcakes with just terribly cute frosting on top because she did it. Just cupcakes go- are great. Cupcakes are awesome. Yes. I will take sweets, but like there doesn't need to be like a birthday activity or, you know, anything okay. like that. I know my parents are going to be like, what do you want to do for your birthday? And I'm going to be like nothing. And I'm not being cute. I literally mean nothing. I don't find joy in celebrating my birthday. We thought it would be but you can make me cupcakes if you want. All right. We, Ellie and I will make you some sort of cupcake or something. All right. We thought it would be cool to start this week off with a giveaway. Like the very obviously happy birthday was the first thing. But the second thing we do is a giveaway for Upside with Callie and Jeff listeners. Yeah, Valentine's Day is right around the corner. And if you want something fun to do with the littles, maybe this would be like a cute little Ellie project. Or if you're just looking for like something sweet – we have a box. A, I think it's like a kit from the Dirty Cookie. Imagine, if you will, a shot glass made out of cookie. That's what Dirty Cookie is. And you can fill it with ice cream. You can fill it with melted chocolate. You well, can- and it's lined on the inside, too. So Jeff and I had <laughs> more than we should have probably last week. Um, but it's like li- like the chocolate chip one is like lined with chocolate on yeah. the inside. Yep. And like the red velvet one is like lined with what I assume is cream cheese frosting. I mean, they're so good. You can heat them up in the microwave or you can like put, I don't know, an actual shot in there. You could put milk in there. You could have your kids decorate them for Valentine's Day. Ice cream. The Valentine's ones Ice come cream. is a kit. So text the word cookie, C-O-O-K-I-E, to 800-434-5454. And they have, if you're looking for something unique for Valentine's Day, they have Valentine's Day kits. And you can get hooked up just because it's a Monday and you're listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. The Upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, 
and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful for weather that is warming up. My name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful for cinnamon rolls. Callie was out last week in the evening. It was uh, your brown event on Thursday night. Mm -hmm. And Ellie and I were hanging out after dinner. We got about an hour to kill before she goes to bed. So we're just playing in the living room. She climbs up and finds this picture that is it's been in the same place ever since she's she's been in the house. But I don't know that she's ever seen it before. It's my mom and dad walking into our wedding ceremony. And it's a black and white picture. Mm -hmm. She climbed up so she could see that picture and stared at it for so long, was reaching out and touching my mom in the picture, which is so sweet. If you're a new listener to to The Upside, uh, my mom passed away a couple of years ago. So her and Ellie have never met. Right. And... So she's reaching out. She's touching my mom. And I'm watching all this this happen and I'm kind of getting choked up because it's so sweet, right? Mm-hmm. And if, you, if, if you're a person who's, who's listened to me on the radio and has, has followed me on Instagram for years and years, you've seen plenty of pictures of my mom online. Th- there are times that Ellie is a tiny version of my mom. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. I think she has a similar smile to your mom yeah. and it's really in her really nose sweet. and her cheeks. Like when she's, when you get her at the right angle, mm-hmm. it's just like you threw my mom in the dryer and shrunk her. Yeah. And there, and there's Ellie, which is hard to do. Cause your mom was like four feet tall. Right. She was four, nine and three quarters. Okay. She would tell you defiantly. <laughs> Um, but then she picked the picture up and she sat down on the floor with it and was talking to it. And this is a kid who, and I'm sure this is typical of all, you know, 15 month old kids, her attention span on whatever she's doing. If it's three minutes, it's a long time, you know, so she'll Mm -hmm. pull a doll off the, one of her stuffed toys off the chair over there and and play with that for 90 seconds. And then she's like, well, let me go over here and and see how much dog food I can eat before dad gets to me. And she's like, I'm going to go over here and whatever. And that's just what she does. She talked to this picture. I mean, the total amount of time she spent looking at it on the table and then holding it and talking to it was probably 20 minutes. And I'm just off to the side, like silently, like sobbing because it's the sweetest thing. Do you think that your mom was like leading her there? Like, do you think that? I don't, I don't know. It's, you know, if you believe in that sort of thing, then whether or not, I don't know. It's there's so many things in this house mm-hmm. that she doesn't do that to. So obviously there was something. So it is she recognizing herself in my mom because they do look similar? Like, was that it? Because one thing that does keep Ellie's attention is looking herself. at photos of mm-hmm. herself. Like if we give her our phones mm-hmm. and put a video of you know, that we've taken of her. So it could be that, but I got so many messages. I posted a sweet picture on Instagram of, of Ellie holding the picture. And I got so many sweet messages from people saying my grandparents passed away before 
you know, or my parents passed away before my son was born. And he, when he could talk, he would say, grandpa came to visit me, mm-hmm. which is like horrifying in a, right. in concept, but. Or do you think it was like a mom wink from your mom? What's a you? mom what, or like a God wink is well, that or an angel wink or something? Somebody mentioned that. I don't know. I don't know about that. But but the reason I'm saying it, like a mom wink, like things that would remind you of your mom or just kind of like a maybe not necessarily your mom coming to visit Ellie, but your mom bringing you like some reminders of her, you know? Yeah. Like maybe that's like your mom giving you a little nudge or like a little wink like, hey. I think what's imp- important to, to just remember is it was – just her looking at the picture was such a tender moment for me, mm-hmm. like in her holding that picture and 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 touching it and stuff was such a tender moment that and it it's happened to so many people. Like, I think what that moment is or moments like that are, are just exactly what you need them to be. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you want to be a person who believes in angels and guardian angels and spirits and afterlife and all that other stuff, then believe you can believe that that was my mom sitting on the floor talking to Ellie and, and you know, saying things like, all right, kid, it's going to get really cold this weekend. I grew up in Oswego, New York. I know all about cold. Let me, t- <laughs> let me tell you about it. Mm-hmm. Like it could have been that. Or if you or if you want to just believe that. Ellie was somehow recognizing something in that picture. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's just those, I think those moments are, are, don't have to be defined. I think they can just be really special, you know? And sweet. Yeah. yeah. It was really, it was so, it was really so sweet. And I hope, well, you said she did it once, one other time, right? Yeah. She went and um, like two days later, went back to the picture and grabbed it and was like tapping on it. Part of me wants to swap, like take the picture of my mom and dad out and put like, the picture of, you know, the cast of How I Met Your Mother or something. No, why do you have to do that? Why do you have to go there? And see if she does the same thing, but that will totally ruin the magic. Yeah, no, don't do that. Friday, I went and got microneedling done for the first time. And... No idea what that is. No idea. You would... Well, a couple weeks ago, I did waxing. Then I did microneedling on Friday. And the waxing hurt like hell. It, It was... It was awful. I'm going to do it again because I like the results, but it was awful. The microneedling is like literally it looks like a little like a plastic gun almost. And then when they pull the trigger, a bunch of needles go into your skin and it like stimulates your collagen and they like do it over and over. And they're tiny needles and whatever. Like like acupuncture type things where you can't even feel it. Yeah. I mean, I opted for numbing cream. Um, I think most people can probably feel it. I didn't think it was that bad because of the numbing cream, but I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, oh my God, not only would Jeff hate this, but also I was like, I don't know if there's an equivalent for most men, like of the pain that we are willing to go through for certain things. Like I get Botox. So my face look, looks fresh. I got waxed. I got microneedling to like, you know, like take care of like some, you know, skin like wrinkles and stuff like that on my chest. Is there anything that you would do that's that painful to like look your best and asterisk look your best for me? I've gotten waxed. I've got my back waxed and that's no walk in the park. (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's not, 
that's that hurts. Um, I think I don't think I would ever do this, but um, I know somebody who got hair plugs mm-hmm. and they explained to me the procedure of how it worked. And that seems incredibly painful. Like they basically use a needle to poke every yeah. follicle or whatever it's called, piece of mm-hmm. hair into a follicle. Like that to me sounds miserable. Let me rephrase a question. Is there any part of you that you wish you could improve physically, but you don't want to do it because of the pain level? Yes. My body. Cause running hurts. <laughs> it doesn't count. <laughs> that doesn't count. You've never like been curious about like Botox or any lasers or you just don't. Nah. Eh. I got it. The, it, the radio station, uh, like years ago, I mean, it was in Atlanta, so it was after 2001, but it was early 2000s, mid-2000s maybe. Um, Somebody gave everybody who worked on the morning show, like, free laser hair removal, and I was going to do the top of my back. Okay. And that was kind of, like, that didn't feel good, but it it was so unimportant to me that I just stopped going. Yeah. Cause you had to go, like, I thought you just went once and they were like, Oh no. Zap, zap, zap. And then you're like, okay, you're hairless. Have fun. But it wasn't like, they're like, okay, we'll see you again in two and a half weeks. And then you had to, I had to go back like every 15 days or 20 days for like six months. I'm like, I don't want to do that. You know, what bothered me more than that was, um, the smell of like burning yeah. hair. Yeah. It did not like, but yeah, I don't think so. You, It's tough to be a woman. Mm. You don't have to do any of that for me, though. You know? I know. I know that you say that. And I think it's like very sweet. I mean, I'm also doing it for me. I'm not doing it like I think I would. I'm a little stubborn and I think I probably would not do it if you wanted me to do it. But the fact that you don't care it makes me excited to like look like, for you. Like if I said you must be wrinkle free, do mm-hmm. your Botox, you'd be like, no, probably. Last week on the show, I talked about the. um like this kind of stuck feeling that I've been in. How did I describe it? Like, uh, kind of being fed up with myself, like frustrated with myself Mm -hmm. for not being able to find motivation that I used to have. And I want to, two things about it that I want to talk about. One, I very much am not alone. Overwhelmed with messages from people who are, sailing on that same sea. Like here's a typical one was, uh, holy cow, today's episode about you being fed up with yourself could have just as easily been me. So many of us, I think, are underestimating the effect that COVID has had on our life. Yes, we've just gotten used to it, but that doesn't change the fact that the way we are still having to live isn't normal. And it does have an effect on our ability to do everything, including be motivated. Um, and then they go on to explain that they've lost motivation to take care of themselves on many levels. Um, people who have talked to this, talked through this with therapists, mm-hmm. um, more than one therapist has referred to it as like a version of PTSD mm-hmm. because of the COVID-related stuff. But instead of being at like a trauma like a veteran would experience who has served in a, you know, in a war mm-hmm. would have PTSD or um, somebody who witnesses something horrific. Mm-hmm. Um, this is just kind of like 
a low-level annoying trauma that exists for months that turn into years. So it's like a version of that that um, part of it can be overcome just by acknowledging it. So I thought that was, one, it was comforting that so many people are dealing with it. Yeah. Two, it's comforting to know that so many people are talking to their therapists about it. Yeah. And it's coming up enough that therapists are trying to figure out what it is, like, and how to manage it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the other thing that I wanted to ask you to explain more, because I didn't get it. But so many people related to you saying something about me losing my job and my ego and like. I think that. So can you try to explain that again? Because I would like to try to understand that. Yeah. And I was thinking more about it because I was so frustrated with myself for not being able to say it in a way that made sense to you. And what I think. it It made sense to a lot of people, just so you know. Yeah, I think that you have lost a little bit of your self-esteem and I think it started when you got fired. I don't think that you would say that, but I think a lot of your adult life, you have been in the public eye making pretty good money and having people always compliment you for different things. So when you were at your radio jobs, your job was to be like funny and talented. And then people would be like, Oh yeah, I love the show. Love Like you'd have more instant feedback almost. So you've been for the past 25, whatever years had people telling you how great you are all the time and being validated by your job. Right. You know? Yeah. And you don't have that anymore. And I think like that was the point like where, you know, like you started gaining weight and I think that hasn't helped your self-esteem. And so I feel like you're, it's a so little even bit, even though I don't feel like I need it, it's still, I don't think that you do need it, but I think it's a really big transition. And I don't think that you've acknowledged it. Like, I don't think is you're it, an egomaniac. I don't think that you need someone to f- like fluff your ego all the time, but I do think it's a huge, I mean, it would be like going from like racing Ferraris to racing, Toyotas. You know what I mean? Do you think, um, and this is really unique just to me, but maybe there's a way that somebody listening could go, oh yeah, that kind of, I can see that applying to me too. So I'm trying, I don't want to be selfish with this conversation, but do you think, because you were, you had a front row seat to all of it. One thing that's been popping into my head more and more as we become better And as our company, as 1022 grows and as we bring on more shows and we get to work with other people and be creative and stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And I realize what I'm really good at. I have had a lot of recent thoughts about, I can't believe I didn't speak up more at my last job. Like I knew what the right answers were. And rather than just be defiant and say, no, I'm not doing it your way. You hired me to do a job. I'm doing it this way. I tr- I tried to broker and negotiate everything. I tried to find it. I tried to talk them into doing it the right way. When I should have just said, no, I'm doing it this way. Because the outcome would have been the same. Mm-hmm. Like, if they were going to fire me, they were going to fire me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I wonder if you're talking about ego and self-esteem, I wonder if I did not give enough credit to 
for lack of a better word, how submissive I was there when I knew what the right answers were. I think it really hurt you. I think it still haunts you. It totally does. Cause now, cause not that you wish that you could be back there and prove yourself in a different way, but I think you were, you know, like in reflection, you were trying to keep the peace and make other people happy that didn't really care about you whatsoever. So you just kind of like wasted your time when you kind of could have bulldozed and been like, yeah, nope, sorry. But it wouldn't, I realized after the fact that it wouldn't have been bulldozing as much as it just would have been standing up for yourself. You hired me to do a job. I'm going to do it. If you, if I do it and don't succeed, fire me. If I do it and succeed, but you don't like the way I'm doing it, fire me. Mm -hmm. But if I do it and I succeed, we could all just get along great. But I didn't. I tried to negotiate and broker everything. And that's the people pleaser part. And that's my biggest regret about that period of time. Yeah. So I think that was a really hard, really like, I think that that job ruined your self-esteem. I think it crushed you. And I think you still had a little bit, like a little bit of the self-confidence from like outside perspectives. But I think for most of your adult life, you've had people cheering you on in a very public way and being asked to stand on stages and, and do things. So we went from you doing that for 25 years to getting fired, like having a really hard time getting fired. Then we went into a pandemic where you have not been on a stage. You have not, you know what I mean? So all of that was taken away in a short amount of time. And I don't think you give enough credit to, yeah, that's like really jacked up. And of course you lost your self-esteem. Of course you did. How could you not? Well, the rebound is happening now as I step back on stage at Ellie's Comedy Club. Ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for your next comedian here at Ellie's Comedy Club. You're going to love this guy. Welcome to the stage, Dad. What did the janitor say when he jumped out of the closet? He said, supplies. Meal prepping can be difficult, but ButcherBox makes it easy. ButcherBox is a subscription service that takes the guesswork out of finding high-quality meat. They source their meat from partners with the highest standards for quality. No more searching the grocery store for 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, and more. Here's what I love so much about the ButcherBox meat we get shipped right to our door. They send you between 8 to 14 pounds of meat, and they pack it fresh, but they ship it frozen. So we put it in our freezer. And I know that we always have high quality meat in our freezer. So like this week, I know we're having burgers and I already have the grass fed ground beef in our freezer. So I'm not going to have to change our meal based on what the grocery store does or does not have in stock. We haven't had to go hunting for high quality meat at the store in years because we always have delicious meat stocked in our fridge thanks to ButcherBox. This is your chance to never have to shop for ground beef again. That is right. ButcherBox is giving new members free ground beef for life. Sign up at butcherbox.com upside and get two pounds of ground beef free in every order for the life of your membership. Log on to butcherbox.com upside to claim this deal. 
You know, one thing I wasn't prepared for when I became a dad was the guilt that would come from giving Ellie food that's not perfectly nutritious. Oh, that is not an organic, free-range clementine. Um, hmm, let me see if I can find her something healthier. Those thoughts go into my head all the time and they suck because sometimes you just got to find something quick and fast and you just got to feed the baby. That's what's so cool about Snow Days. Brand new partner here on the upside. Snow Days is a snack or a food that's more nutritious for your kids, but it's also delicious for mom and dad. If you have an air fryer, it's ready in just five minutes amazing flavor from high quality and organic ingredients in these snow days pizza bites these are the pizza bites that you remember as a grown-up eating as a kid but without all of the junk classic cheese veggie white and sausage they got buffalo chicken they are certified organic certified grain-free and gluten-free grass-fed and free-range cheeses and proteins no preservatives no artificial ingredients no gmos no guilt and over one gram of protein in each bite. Use the promo code UPSIDE and get your first order delivered right to your door. Go to snowdays.com, that's S-N-O-W-D-A-Y-S dot com slash UPSIDE. Snowdays.com slash UPSIDE. We're welcoming another new advertiser to our show. This one is a company that my Instagram freaked out over. They are, if you don't follow Perky Prince on Instagram, you're missing out because they will take pictures of your pets or your children or your babies. Or your family. Your or your family. family. Um, but it's so simple. They put them in black and white and then they take out the background. And when you do that, all you have left is the adorableness of your pet. Oh my gosh. It's it's, the, it's, it's great. Um, it's cute. It's really funny. Like they, <laughs> they took pictures of Sadie and Lily. They made them look like they were sitting for a professional portrait, right? So like great. it's black and white. And then they can put them on like a bajillion different things. So there we, was one. They we have, have a, a tote bag. We have a tote bag with Sadie and Lily on it. We do looking very serious and polished. Like uh -huh. they are sitting for their presidential photograph and they, put it also in a shirt with a pocket and the dog's heads are peeking out of the pocket. It's hilarious. It's super awesome. They also sent a picture of Ellie that I immediately got framed. It was like her on the floor in the living room um, with just stuff everywhere. They stripped it out. She seriously looks like a model baby. It's awesome. With Valentine's Day right around the corner, if you're looking for a gift for Valentine's Day, Perky Prince is is awesome. We're going to be doing some giveaways with them here in the near future, but we just wanted to say welcome to the Upside with Callie and Jeff family. I have never been so confident in an ad partner finding an audience than Perky oh Prince gosh. with this. No, 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 this is a great fit. Yeah. And they're giving um, Upsiders 10% off with the code UPSIDE when you go to perkyprints.com. And that's P-E-R-K-I-E-P-R-I-N-T-S.com. Code UPSIDE, 10% off. Enjoy it. You're going to love it. We're obsessed with it. 
All right, here are our three random things uh, brought to you this week by our partner, Snow Days. Save money by going to snowdays.com slash upside. Highly recommend Buffalo Chicken and Snow Days Pizza Bites. We have really good advertisers right now. We really do. <laughs> All of our advertisers are the best. If you are a person who likes to grab a nap during the day, a study out of Japan says that a 15-minute caffeine nap, that means you have like a cup of coffee and then you take a quick power nap, you will actually perform better on tasks a few hours later. Because you must really, you know, you've done this one before. I have. Yeah, we've talked about this before, and I totally agree. As someone who like can't nap too long, and also I, I drink coffee before naps. I love it. Um, yeah. So this this uh, the study just says uh, as long as you make sure that there is at least six hours between your nap and bedtime, a little bit of caffeine right before the nap. Will is a good thing. Uh, all right. My second random thing will make you feel better about your relationship. Maybe. The average couple argues 312 times a year. That's six. Really? Yep. That's six fights per week. Now, um, I don't know what they're using to define the argument because some of the things that they list, some common triggers are um, – Bad aim in the restroom. Mm -hmm, that's gross. Yeah. Uh, changing the TV channels, uh, not replacing the toilet roll, leaving the toilet seat up, leaving lights on, leaving dirty cups or dishes around the house, not unloading the dishwasher, not loading the dishwasher, leaving wet towels on the floor or bed. The, all we definitely don't fight six times a week, but do you get annoyed with me six times a week? Day. What? I'm sorry. What was the question? Hmm. Rude. But those little things, if those little things are coming up, like we might do that six times a week, right? No. You don't think we do even like, like with my little jokey, like passive aggressive things like, oh, the bed didn't get made. I'm, was I the last one out of it? <laughs> uh, I don't think that's an argument. But I wonder. And if, you may be. So, yes, the answer is you might be annoyed with me six times a week. But that's what they might be counting an argument. Mm, yeah. They need to be more clear. Like, I don't think I, to me, it's not an argument unless a door slams or somebody leaves a room. Yeah. That's an argument. Right. Or voices are raised. Yeah. All right. Um, and then here's just something to uh, to to make you chuckle as you struggle. Chuckle. The next time you have to strap on one of those N95 masks. Mm hmm. Um, the design of the N95 mask actually began as a bra cup in the 1950s. Oh, so we're all wearing bras on our face. Yep. So they had to use that. They had to come up with with the, you know, more efficient or more, what's it, uh, better? What word am I thinking of? More. Improved? Yeah, improved. I don't know why that was a tough <laughs> word for me. They had to come up with a more improved mask and when they were looking around for designs, somebody said, why don't we use the cup of a bra? I mean, that's not a bad idea. And uh, and that's how the N95 mask was born. Those are my three random things. I saw something like pop culture-y that irritated me. And I would like your thoughts on this. Ed Sheeran says that he does not have a cell phone. Hasn't had a cell phone for years. And the only like communication stuff that he does 
Every day he opens his laptop, he answers 10 emails, and then he shuts his laptop, and that's it. And then he, like, focuses on life. I I have a couple thoughts. Number one, he doesn't need a cell phone because if you're Ed Sheeran rich, you have people. That's exact. That was my thought, and that's why that irritated me so much. Because I'm thinking, like, we're rewatching, or Callie's watching it for the first time, but we're watching The West Wing, you know, and it's about all the inner workings of of the Oval Office. Mm -hmm. Like, the president, President Bartlett, he just has people who come to him all day and tell him where to be and when. Mm-hmm. Watching The Crown, I realize that too. Like the queen and Prince Philip, they just wake up in the morning and they just say to, to their person, what am I doing? Yeah, she doesn't need to be organized. And they say, and the people say things like, oh, you're getting on a train and you're going to Belgium for four weeks. And she's like, okay, have you packed my entire wardrobe? And they're like, yes, ma'am. And that's just what right. she does. Right. You know? Um, I love Ed Sheeran, by the way, but I was like, oh my God, what a rich person thing. The thing about- Because no one else can do that. No one else can do that. If I didn't have my phone for a day and I only answered 10 emails and that was it and I consistently did that every day, I would have not be able to pay rent. But the question though is with, with the emails- does he go to the 10 oldest or is he answering the 10 most recent? I didn't say. Because that, ca- that would cause me anxiety if I'm like, all right, I'm only going to do a dozen emails today. Not I- if you not if you know. This is taking the rich thing to another level, but not if you have people that check and respond to your emails for you. And they, he, and they just flag the important ones? And you just ones. tell your assistant, yeah. And do you think he has a rule? He's like, if you need me to respond to something personally, I'll do up to 10 a day. Mm-hmm. That's it. Must be nice. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. We would love to stay in touch with you by text. Text the word UPSIDE to 800-434-5454 and then save it in your phone as Callie and Jeff. I get really excited for fall. I'm totally fine with winter and I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm into winter. It's winter. Every year I hit a point where I'm over the cold weather and today I'm over the cold weather. Like I hit my point, it's no longer cool. I feel like Christmas is over, the new year is over. Okay, we're moving on with life. I don't wanna be cold anymore. February is tomorrow, bring on spring. The good news is to that, um, all week it's gonna be like 60. Oh, is it? Yeah. Snowed last weekend, 60s this week, sounds peak. I got a text message yesterday morning from my dad and he said, uh, just so you know, it's, it's, I think he said it's nine degrees here. Oof. And I wrote back and I said, nine degree wind chill. And he's like, no, it's just nine. Mm. <laughs> and so I, th- I, I can't remember what I responded. I said, okay. Uh, an hour later, my phone dings and it's him and he sends a message and he goes, uh, so sorry, I was wrong. And it's a picture of the TV news that he was watching. It was actually three, three. Pass. Three degrees. Hey, Callie and Jeff, it's Liz. Okay, so Jeff, I'm going to need you to start wearing like the sweatshirts that look like a college sweatshirt, but it's the preschool. And you get like the mug and the sticker for the back of your car. And you need to do like the video reveal for all of your friends that they got into preschool because you're... (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm dying this morning listening to you thinking about, like, she was applied and accepted as though it's college, and Kelly is like, what is wrong with you? And it's just hilarious. So you need to, like, embrace it and go for it and just shout it to the rooftops that she got into kitty kid preschool and just, like, wear it like a proud college dad. Okay, if you're a person like me who has had unmet health and wellness goals for quite some time, but this is the year, this is the time you're going to tackle those, you got to collect small wins. You got to do easy things and make them habits. That's what I'm doing right now with Athletic Greens. Athletic Greens delivers superfoods right into my body every single day, and it's as easy as drinking a delicious glass of water. AG1 is their product that has over 50 vitamins, minerals, things for your gut health, everything you need to be healthy. And you put one scoop of it in water, you take it every single morning. That's my habit. That is my 1% better. And I've been doing this now for a few weeks. Do I feel a difference? Absolutely. And I can't wait to tell you about it in the coming weeks. But I, the biggest one that I've noticed, I'm actually sleeping better. There's a great deal from Athletic Greens for you. Get a one-year supply of immune-boosting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase of AG1. All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash upside. That's athleticgreens.com slash upside. Take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Hello, it's Allison. I am calling for Jeff, and I wanted to say that you always just have to have a plan and a rule and, you know, I'm going to do the 5, 4, 3, 2, 1 plan and I'm, I'm going to run a 5K every three days, but just eliminate the rule and just make the gesture to have a healthier life because if you fail at your rule once, then you're going to consider yourself failed and then you're going to want to develop a new rule and it just is like this vicious cycle and I think that you need to just say, I want to be healthier. And then there's no failing at that necessarily because there's not a rule to be broken. Just drink more water, exercise, eat healthier. That's my advice. Hey, guys, I'm listening to the story about Jean from Queens. That is a genius idea to help catch the crook who was trying to steal her money. However, my only thought and concern is that when he gets out of jail, he's going to know where she lives. What if he shows back up at her house in a few months or a few years? Um, So I feel like she should have said, hey, I'm really bad with computers. I don't know how to wire things, but I can meet you at Starbucks or Target and, you know, have the cops waiting at a public place. Um, Because I'm just worried about her when he gets out of jail. But anyways, go Jean. Bye. Uh, Now you have Ellie, so direct flights. Even if it's triple the cost. Trust me on that one. <laughs> Love you. Happy weekend. Bye. Hey, Kelly and Jeff. I hope you guys are having a great day. I was just listening to the podcast this morning about Jeff saying how he felt judged, you know, being a stay-at-home dad, a stay-at-home work dad. Um, and you shouldn't. You're so fortunate that you get to go pick up your daughter, bring her to school, be at all the events. My husband wishes he would be able to do that. And the only time he was able to is when he was unemployed during 2008, during the recession that we had. And he said it was the best time ever because he got to go to all the kids' functions and see everything. So 
whenever I saw a dad at the school, I thought, dang, that's awesome. Like, he's here, and I always thought it was great. And I love y'all. Bye. Hey, Callie and Jeff. Uh, this is Chris. I was just calling about today's episode. I thought y'all would find this interesting. Um, so, actually, a few years ago, I used to work for the Georgia Crime Laboratory, and every year we had a missing children's day. And what it was is parents would bring their kids, and it was almost like a festival where police were there, GBI agents were there, firefighters, they'd bring their dogs, horses, equipment. And the goal of the day was so kids could get familiar with law enforcement and emergency personnel so that in the case that they went missing, um, they would be familiar with them and they wouldn't be scared of them. But also on the crime lab side, we would help the parents create um, missing children's kits. So we'd take updated pictures, we'd take their fingerprints, and we would also help them collect proper DNA swabs. And also they would fill out a form so that there'd be information about the child to give to law enforcement personnel in the horrible event that the child did go missing. I thought y'all might find that interesting. Um, Always try to look at the upside, not the downside. Mm. Look at the positive side of stuff and try to make it work. If if you're feeling blue or if you're feeling down, there's got to be something that's going right somewhere around you. Right. Yeah, and it really, it works, it works. 